Hey, I'm Seth Allen. Welcome to my secret basketball podcast. Pepe doesn't know about this. Episode 7, let's go. Uh, Happy New Year, everyone. All few of you (laughs) who love the 214th most popular basketball podcast in the world. Um, I think I might be getting the cold, COVID negative. Thank God for that. But uh, I'm pretty sure I'm getting the cold, and I'm pretty sure I got my cold at the old Les Schwab Invitational Basketball Tournament, which was historical, so I guess worth it. Of course, uh, Oregon team won, Westland won that thing, beat two nationally ranked teams, one of them which was the Brawny Squad, Sierra Canyon. Uh, The first time in a decade an Oregon school has won that. doesn't happen very often. I go most years, so it was exciting to see that in person. Um, And also, just this year, like the the growth of the event, and I don't know how much of it is. I mean, some of it's just natural growth of, of... not, not natural, but growth of, of internal growth, to quote Neil Olshay, of how, how they've made this a bigger and bigger event out at Liberty High School. But a lot of it this year, I think, was the brawny effect, too. Just massive amounts of people. Um, really weird. Weird to be see a grown man in, like, a LeBron James high school jersey, you know, with courtside seats just to watch brawny leave after his game. Because uh, brawny was in the third-place game after Westland beat them in the semis, so... Um, I remember that, I, I remember when I first started going to the LSA, I think Terrence Jones year with Jefferson was the first year I went to one and it was very much a, you had lots of room to spread out. It would get very lively in that gym, but, uh, it wasn't a, a massive, massive thing. I remember the only, con- the concession stands were, um, you know, two high school kids working in the, in the high school concession stand, you know, cash only, uh, you got popcorn, you got candy, you got, you know, bottled drinks, <laughs> and that, and you were happy. We were happy. This year I walk in, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's a whole food cart pot. Oh, do I want some Filipino food? Uh, do I want Chick-fil-A at a booth there? There's, like, all these food options. I get a latte uh, where they sprinkled. It was a, it was dead stock if you're from Portland. You've, you may have heard of it. It's, so they sprinkle on a little. The, the, the coffee art on top is a, is a Jordan shoe. <laughs> so I'm drinking my Jordan shoe branded latte, uh, more security, um, obviously packed out house, 3000 plus, uh, in that high school gym, which is, is pretty amazing. And also it's pretty amazing. I just got a regular cold and not COVID <laughs> sitting in there. Um, it's also my first year I bought a reserve seat, which thank God that I did that because usually I just go GA and, you know, and spread out. But there, there was no spreading today. No man spreading uh, anymore. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a reserve seat guy going forward, I think, uh, at, at the LSI. And also, like, Sierra Canyon, watching them come out for their third place game. One of the strangest things I've ever seen. So they have their own camera crew, Right. Because I'm sure LeBron is working on another documentary about how they're actually the underdogs because of all the haters <laughs> as they fly on their private jet around the world. And like when I say camera crew, I mean people with camera setups that I've never seen before in my life. Full out huge camera uh, on a like a it's strapped to a guy's body with a weird like Dr. Seuss looking stuff contraptions going all over it to keep it stable so he can run around. Uh, the cameras jump in with a boom mic every time out so they can hear what the coach is saying. Um, and then you also see, only for the Sierra Canyon game, all the security. They have <laughs> security lines the court. Uh, and I was, shout out to Vice, I ran into him there who was covering the, covering the LSI. And 
uh, he was talking about how, you know, you can't just, like, interview a Sierra Canyon guy. Like, most of these are high school teams. Usually, like, these the media people, you kind of just, you just walk up to them when it's appropriate, and you just say, hey, you want to talk to me? And they say, yeah. Um, Sierra Canyon vets those through their, you know, publicist person, <laughs> through their PR department. Um, I guess, too, they have to clear all the hallways, you know, before they will, like, they're in the locker room, and they go to the locker room to wherever, their security comes out, clears the hallway before they can go out to do that next part. It's like they're Justin Bieber. They're never in an in an uncontrolled environment ever. And one of the fun things I always like about a high school tournament is, you know, after a team plays, you see all the, the players sit in the bleachers in their sweats or whatever and watch the next game, and you kind of, it's fun. You know, you see them, like, talking shit about people, being impressed by people, having a good time, hanging out, watching, watching the other games. Uh, you do not see that with Sierra Canyon. You don't see them anywhere but on the court uh when they're playing and then uh they are just never in in never outside of their very controlled bubble really just weird to see at one point during the game well this this is their main rotation they have uh lebron james's son Bronny. all right they have another scotty pippen's son out there uh and then they had uh anthony hardaway's son out there so you're playing three <laughs> so three guys are sons of nba all-stars um, out there playing it's just a surreal thing to see um also all kind of reminiscent of their parents i mean obviously Bronny is like a six is six foot two um but you know he has that that athleticism and that uh, feel for the game on both ends and the passing he's like a team oriented guy um hardaway's son ashton was very was pretty saucy he's not like fast like his dad he's more of a, a true power forward with a little junk in the trunk right now uh but you know throwing some saucy some saucy passes and pippin's pippin's kid out there is just playing hard-nosed defense on everybody making the right play uh very interesting very cool to see i don't know it's it's, it's surreal to to see this um and they are celebrities i mean lebron's Bronny has something like 7 million Instagram followers, 8 million Instagram followers. These are like, uh, this is like the real team of influencers in high school basketball. Just a very bizarre uh, life that uh, I don't really know if anyone can really relate to what that, what that's like for them. Um, uh, Oh, I also, I fell in love a little bit with uh, LeBron's other son, Bryce, who doesn't really play. He's a sophomore. I think he, first of all, you know, he, he wears the rec specs. Um, which you don't see a whole lot anymore of like the full out goggles. You usually guys wear either like kind of cooler like safety glasses looking things or they just wear contacts. So I respect that. He's also he's on the end of the bench, but he's the guy who's standing up cheering on his teammates the entire time. Uh, he gets in with 58 seconds to go in garbage time, and he uh, they give him the ball, and the the other team was immediately. I mean, they were, uh, I think it was Bishop Gorman, they were feasting on Bryce. They, like, went, when he got the ball, they got very excited to attack him. And they did, and they, you know, he turned was turning the ball over. <laughs> Coming down the other way, I'm telling you, 30 seconds left in the game. Game is, is over. Uh, and he, like, tried to take a charge on a guy driving. <laughs> Just did not, it was an offensive foul. But he went flying. So I like that. I like that. Um LeBron has two very team-oriented uh, sons, so that, that was fun. Um, and Sierra, Car- Sierra Canyon won that, so they got third place uh, against, I think it was, yeah, Bishop Gorman. And then the finals, okay, so luckily, um, a, f- a 
few people, not that many people left during, after Brawny. I mean, a few people did. They were probably um, more than replaced by West Lynn fans who joined for the for game two, for the final. Uh, West Lynn, Oregon versus Duncanville, Dallas area, number one team in the nation. They beat up a lot of schools. And just right off the tip, Duncanville just runs this crazy tip play dunk, goes up 10-2, to two, and you're just like, oh, this is over. But... Uh, Westland hung in. They don't panic. They grind. And it's kind of it's a little bit like Jackson Chelstead and and four football players, as Vice said. Uh, and they they kept their heads and they they pulled that one out. Um, I was sitting. I had just happened to be in an area where there's a lot of Duncanville parents, and they were extremely fun, chanting, uh, camcorders out. Uh, one lady live streaming the whole thing on her phone for someone. Um, just really cool. They, yeah, like I like to see parents doing chants. That's fun to me. Uh, I also uh, was next to some Westland teens, which that will put hate in your heart. Um, I they but they calmed down in the second half, so that was that was okay. Um, and I I didn't know anything about Duncanville <clears throat> um, really going in. I guess they had to vac- they they're they're doing a self ban from Texas state tournaments this year uh they had a title vacated last year and i've never heard of a high school team vacating a title uh but i guess it's different in texas you know it's basically uh dark money overtime elite at the highest division there uh so that that was interesting um i i still haven't gotten into overtime elite and i think it's time uh i was in a in a group chat with uh sunny and eric garcia gunderson not in pandian the sun god group chat and they <laughs> we were going I was getting uh, informed on the wonderful wonderful world of overtime elite basketball. Uh, first of all, I didn't realize how far. I know like one of the perks, one of their pitches was, okay, we don't just pay you. We help you build your brand. We make you a social media star. That's part of what you get going the OTE route, right? I didn't realize it was as far as, there's a team called the Blue Checks. There's a kid wearing the number 69. <laughs> uh, I think there should be a team called the DM Sliders. <clears throat> um, so OTE is is crazy, uh, and, and I guess you get to just be a social media star if you if you go that route and you get paid. Um, it really puts into comparison how how lame of an option G League Ignite is, if you ask me. G League Ignite is for virgin grind nerds only (laughs) okay overtime elite you get famous on the internet right in college you basically get unlimited access to sex right and famous um in the g league you get uh poo jetters mentorship (laughs) and i don't know which one i don't know if it even matters if you're one of the very few kids that's actually on pace for the nba i don't um you know, if you look at it on paper, I would say G League Ignite prepares you to, with the skills, uh, you're playing against, you know, better competition. You can focus entirely on basketball um, instead of all these other things. But uh, I don't know. We'll have time will tell, I guess, to see which one of these is actually better. But yeah, it, you're, a grind, you're a grind nerd if you're going to the G League Ignite, that's for sure. You, you don't care about anything. You definitely got a Kobe poster up. Uh, on your wall and you are just ready to be a, a, a serial killer like approach to um, your development um, what else was in the oh 
Donovan Mitchell, 71 points against the Bulls. I just wanted to mention that because um, the Bulls are now morally obligated to blow it up, I think. Their team is kind of like, meh. It's not really working. There's been murmurs that they should blow it up. And then when you're at that stage of like, should we, shouldn't we? And then a guy scores 71 points and has 11 assists. Moral obligation is we got to start over. <laughs> That's my take. I've been kind of annoyed about basketball on the internet lately because this, this has been bubbling to me. The Warriors must be the undisputed champions in terms of number of clicks they get. Because they, it is article after article after article covering all the minor developments of what is really a 500 basketball team, right? Oh, they're 20 and 18 right now. They're ninth in the West. So a play-in team. And, like, why do I know, you know, it, about, you know, how Dante DiVincenzo uh, is perfect, is the perfect role player for their two-timeline strategy, Right? And also, all of it is still positive. Like nobody is, nobody who writes about the Warriors is critical of them yet, um, and they should be because that whole two timeline thing—that's if you ask me—that's Silicon Valley arrogance in a nut right there. Oh, we'll just do both. Well, you missed. You probably missed on all those rookies, right? And or maybe, maybe it's hard to develop that many people who are that young on a team where you have that many strong veterans um you know maybe you can't develop like three or four guys when you have uh a bunch of hall of famers who are still doing mostly everything right i think it's blowing up in their face because they tried to just they thought they could pull off both rather than um just committing to one right i all i'll say is thank god the warriors are too arrogant and prim and proper to draft LaMelo Ball. Because that would be, basketball-wise, LaMelo and Curry would be absolutely bonkers insane. I'd, I'd be sitting here in a fucking Warriors jersey right now <laughs> doing this. Because it would just be uh, amazing to watch. But you know the Warriors were just like, oh, no, he's not really a Warriors guy. Look at this guy. You know, he's too, uh, he's too out loud. He's too... Uh, He's too uh, independent. He's too, you know, they they very they are very clear that they have their little, Draymond gets to kind of be the loud brash one, and then everybody else is endorsing Brita water filters and <laughs> and Under Armour. You know what I mean? Just the just lame shit. And thank God, because Lamelo on that team, they would be cooking. That would be insane. Um, also, I see. I was, oh, what was another Warriors coverage? I see that they're like, oh. Let's see why. Like, why do I know so much about Wiseman's development? This is it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? And these are like big national outlet articles, and it's just like it, for like this mediocre team. Anyways, it bothers me. It bothers me a little bit. Like I don't like the Pelicans are number one in the West. I don't know why. I watched them. <laughs> I watched their game last night, and I was like, I, I I don't hear anything about the Pelicans, and that's just because everything's driven by clicks. You're gonna hear about what people click on the most, because our whole internet system is based on advertising dollars. So because we decided to base it on advertising dollars, you need clicks to look at ads. It's just like viewers, and so you're just gonna hear the most about what people click on the most. So oh no, oh Noel, New Orleans is down to third by a game, but like let's see what their simple rating is. Fifth, yeah. I don't know what's happening there. No clue. 
haven't seen one thing about it. Zion seems to be killing. He's back. Uh, isn't uh, isn't Ingram out? And they're still kind of killing it. Um, maybe I don't know. <laughs> the athletic doesn't really seem to care. They're they're more into updating you on uh, Dante Divincenzo. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! What else is going on in the NBA? Oh, it's a, it's a trade season. Um, it is upon us. Uh, it's going to be, this is my first trade season off of Twitter since I can remember. So I don't know. I'm going to read about it in the newspaper or something, I guess. I guess I'm not, um, breathlessly, uh, refreshing Woj and Shams and trying to see what's happening because I, I can't, cause I'm not on there anymore. I, I deactivated my account. So, um, it's kind of fun and you know, I'll just read about it or, you know, people will text me if something big happens and I feel like maybe I can just live my life a little better. <laughs> and you could totally see, I think especially in the West, um, I think a lot of teams are looking at it and could be saying like, oh, we could get out of the West this year. If like we make that right trade, we could get out of the West. Nobody's running away with it, right? Um, it's pretty wide open. If we just get that one move... Uh, we can we can do this and the the tanking the victor tanking has been overstated i can't believe the wimby wars uh turned out to be more of a wimby whisper if you will <laughs> uh because really not that i mean it's really like four teams are doing it that's it which is kind of a normal tank year you know the spurs the rockets the hornets uh the pistons that's that's kind of like a normal tank year luckily the orlando magic have started winning so hopefully we don't have to worry about that uh that happening although look it would be it would be fun i just don't trust victor to go down there and not get uh disappeared in the orlando magic vortex uh um yeah maybe i think um the blazers obviously their their salary cap situation will probably do something i think they would really like to get nurk out of here but they just gave him big money, so that's going to be tough. And they also have to get a center back, uh, which would be doable. Uh, Josh Hart is the one that makes the most sense on paper for them to trade with his expiring contract, in which basically he's a type of player everyone wants. I mean, Josh Hart would help basically any team. Um, and I'll be sad to see him go uh, if that happens. But it's, you know, expiring deal. Peyton, too, is back. Uh, it, Basketball contract-wise, it makes sense that, that Hart's probably the, the easiest one to move and get something back. Um, and then that, that, but then, you know, maybe the Blazers just roll the dice and say, hey, we like this team. We think we're close enough. Maybe we can maybe we can get, get in the right groove at the right time. Maybe we can come out of the West this year if we keep this team together, even though we'll probably lose uh, some of these guys for nothing in the offseason if we do that. Who knows? I'm just a I'm just one guy with a with an obscure basketball podcast. I can't tell you. Um, let's see what else do I got here. Oh baby, this is an old note. It just says I love good players who kind of suck. Yeah, that's a fun type of guy, you know. Um, I'm gonna say like Kyle Kuzma. Uh, I'm gonna say like a Marcus Smart. 
I'm gonna say a Drew Eubanks. Uh, it's just a fun guy who is who is. I know, <laughs> no sir. I mean, it, it, Eubanks is probably happy to be included with those guys, but uh, it's a fun type of guy. Like a, just a flawed, good kind of fun. You never know if they're gonna do something good or just completely fuck it all up. It's chaos. And every team needs a little chaos, you know? And every viewer needs a little chaos. It's unpredictability. Uh, all right, I think that's going to do it for Episode 7 of the Pepe Sanchez podcast. Don't tell Pepe about it. I'm pretty sure uh, I am getting sick. I can hear it in my voice. I did not test positive for COVID this morning, so that's good. The old stickeroo was negative. I'm not the father. Uh, so thank you all. Have a good day. Have a good week. Have a good life. I'll talk to you later.